Sophia Jaffe, founder of the British Blacklist, and also a mother, a queen, a producer, <laughs> a writer, a hairdresser, a philanthropist, wow. an activist. Let's copy my stuff. Go on. <laughs> and are you a mother? Come on, Destiny. A whole twenty-year-old child is in my possession. Twenty is uh, a lie. It's not. It's the <laughs> truth. I always, I literally talk about her every four seconds. But you know what it is? Every time we're together, it's high-powered yeah, situations. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So it never becomes that kind of, oh, how's your day? It's always like, look, D, look, we need to, yeah. we need to like take over. It's always like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Like that. I know. Oh my God, I didn't know that. Yeah, man. Wow. A whole 20 how, how old were you? Like three? Shit. <laughs> yes, I was. Yes, I was. Thanks. Yes, I was. <laughs> I was very, very super young. And um, and, and that, to be honest, I like the way this is going because then we don't have to introduce the other person with me because it's all about me and you, to be honest. Black women unite. Powerful. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me finish. No, yes, I am a mother and also co-founder of this wonderful thing called The Circle. And hello, who are you? Oh, it's my girl now, yeah? Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> you, you matter now. My name is Leon Main. I am a writer and producer and co-founder of BWG Limited. I am also a philanthropist. You're not. I don't know. You, you just started clearly last week. Um, <laughs> I'm a carpenter. De- Destiny, can you build things from Ikea? Uh, yes. So would you call yourself a carpenter as a result? <laughs> <laughs> no, one, no one builds it like me. No one builds it like me. <laughs> yeah, go on. Go uh, on, Leon. I'm also co-creator of The Circle. Circle is a platform to shine a light on Black and Asian talent in film and television and audio. And other categories which we will get into. Theatre, literature, etc, etc, etc. And yeah, we have a very, very special guest who you guys have already heard from. (laughs) But we will introduce properly. (laughs) Please, darling, introduce yourself, who you are, what you do. My name is Destiny Carragher. I am a director of both television and film. Yeah, that's about it, man. I, I don't have all the things that you have. Okay, you like you had like that's about it for me. No, no, because you're also a carpenter. Because you build things from IKEA, as said by Leon. So you're definitely a carpenter. I, actually, I listen. I've just I fixed up my garden during this See? whole crazy time, and so I'm also I'm um, adding landscaper. <laughs> Thank you. Because I smacked it, so i'm saying landscaper i think this is perfect landscape artist that's it lash, lash. listen when the world goes to pot and they need other skills we can then bring these out you know what I'm we saying? can do it it just came from no who knew i don't even like grass but here i am so what did you do to your garden <laughs> it was overgrown so i had to trim it all down with the st- string trimmer eh? i had to buy everything new like because i didn't know what i was doing i asked my friends for advice <laughs> got rid of all of that packed that all up then I um, had to uproot some of the sod, oh. get rid of all of that, the grass basically, get rid of all of that. Then I put down weed fabric, added some colourful gravel, hey. put wow. up some containers, got some lovely plants. I just got some skimmiers recently because they're cold hardy, so that's good for me. And now my brother helped do the rest of the garden for me, level it because I had to dig out all the brambles and stuff over the summer there were like tree roots and so it's leveled that and then I'm going to put down some plum slate some gravel it's going to be great no no this was hello. a lot this is you're hello. beyond a landscape artist yeah no. hello words in there no, no, like about. brambles and yeah, skimilia like, okay, and I've heard of sod before but you know why I can't stand sod because I hate mud 
Mm. I don't yeah. like walking on mud or wet leaves, by the way, people. I don't like it at all, but I had to do it, man. Did you see bugs? Do bugs don't bother me that much. My things are like mice and stuff. That's when I have to leave the planet. So if you see a spider, you're fine? Yeah. Unless it looks like it's trying to kill me. There was one <laughs> in my living room that was like, I don't know where it came from. It was like big and like thick, black. And I just, I had to hoover that one up because I was like, listen, I, fe- I felt that that was a me and you situation. <laughs> Usually with spiders, I capture them and put them outside to go and live. But that one felt like kill or be killed. But the other ones, it's cool. Yeah, this this is the African in you, I feel like. Like, I don't care, just... <laughs> Get rid of it. So you say you're a director of TV and film. That's Do you not write director. and produce? I wrote in the beginning. I think it's very important for directors, when you're first starting out, that you should write so that you understand scripts, you understand writers, you understand what you need in a film or what you don't need. Once you're writing something, you write a script and then you start directing it. You look at the script in a different way because then you're like, I didn't need that, I didn't need that. Maybe I needed this and why didn't I add that? It's very important, I think, for the directors, at least in the beginning, to write scripts for themselves. The films that they're directing, they should write first. So I did in the beginning and I wrote in the beginning to actually direct. But writing is hard. Yes. And so um, it's very, it's very hard. I'm not as fast or as prolific as seasoned writers that I know. So pretty early on, actually, I realized that hmm, I'm not sure if I'm going to be like, like a straight up writer director, because I would make a film every 10 or 15 years if that was <laughs> the case. So I wanted to see if I could direct, but also like directing something that I didn't write was alien to me. So I wanted to know if I could even actually do that. So I I tested the waters with that. I loved the experience and um, I've been doing it ever since. Uh I work very closely with writers. When it comes to film, television is a bit different. With TV, sometimes you don't even meet the writers. Mm. Um, But with film, very, very closely with the writers. So what, what made you actually want to be in the industry in the first place? Well, I've always loved film forever. But I didn't know that there was a film industry in the UK. So it was never a dream of mine. I never had that thing that a lot of directors have when they're younger and they're making their short films at eight, you know what I mean? And all that kind of stuff. Because I didn't even know that was a thing. I just loved watching films. And then, you know, I studied it. So I'm doing the short version because there's a really long version and it's just like, you ain't got time for that. Um, But when I left university, I got a work experience job as a runner. Um, and I loved, I just loved being on set. It was the only job where I didn't like fall asleep on a job, you know, cause I mm. loved it so much. So I was just like, this is great. Um, it held my attention from, for hours and nothing ever had before except for books. And so then I got a job as a PA for a director called Nguzi Onwara. Okay. And I traveled with her cause she had a film go- that was going to festivals and stuff. So I went to Tribeca Film Festival with her and that is when I saw that I think I was 23 at the time, maybe, I don't know, 24 max. Mm. And I saw all these filmmakers that were my age at the festival. And I didn't know that you could be a filmmaker so young. So then I came home. I found a script that I wrote when I was back at university. And I sent it to a woman. I, she's now a producer now, but at the time she was a second AD called Tamina Bleasdale. She's the one that got me my work experience job. 
And um, I said, you know, we should produce this together. And she said, no, I'll produce it. I think you should direct it because it's your voice. And that was a film called The Park. Mm. Um, and then I tried to get money for that, but I had no showreel or anything to speak of mm. for anyone to give me any substantial amount to make a short film. So I figured, you know, what, I'll, I'll make a short, a short film as a showreel. And what came from that was tight jeans, but I really liked tight jeans. So I thought, let me try and send this to festivals. I sent it to a bunch of festivals, went broke, sending it to festivals. But then I sent it to London Film Festival, which ended up being free and it got in. And from that moment on, I've been on this ride because it, it you know, it got a lot of hype and people were writing about it. Then after that, I went back and um, I, I, I won a couple of awards for um, tight jeans and I traveled. Soon as I finished, traveled to other festivals, I mean. And then, then I came home, I picked up the park again. I got funding from that, from Film London, made that, and then that went to festivals. And then your question about, you know, writing and stuff, it was after that period where I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to write constantly. Mm. That I love directing, and I don't think I'm going to be able to write fast enough or... Yeah you know, to, to direct as much as I want to direct. So I entered Coming Up, which is a Channel 4 scheme, and that pairs directors with writers. And I got in and I met Abby Ajayi, the now Abby Ajayi, but we were both of us are unknown at this point, pretty much. And we got paired together and made a short film called The Future Rags of Great Britain. And I loved that experience. I was just like, you know, I can still make a film that feels like mine with words that I didn't write. I was like, this is great. From that moment on, I knew that that's probably how I was going to like carry on with my career. And then I met Bola after that. We'll get into that beautiful relationship. <laughs> <laughs> that match made in heaven. But so you've made this story sound really easy. Like you thought I loved oh, yeah. film and then I liked directing and then went and studied and made some short films right. and went to festivals. But back, back, back when you got that, like, I want to direct. Well, I'm watching these films and I want to do this. What? Who told you that you could do this? Maybe my older brother. I think... Because I was not the most academic child at school. Mm. So my exam results were terrible. So I think it was very clear that I was never going to be the lawyer, doctor, engineer, right? <laughs> so my older brother was like, you know, what do you like? And I was like, the only thing I like watching is watching films, you know? And so he said, go and study that. Okay. And then when I graduated, because I think my dad was the one that was very, you know, everyone should go to university, blah, blah, blah. So the fact that I was just in university, I think was <laughs> something. And once I finished, my brother was at a party and met Tamina at a party and said, my sister just graduated, like you should meet her. And she she did meet up with me and gave me my the first work experience job on a movie. But in terms of doing it by myself, in terms of like, oh, I, I want to be a director now, or it never occurred to me that I couldn't do it. Mm. It was just the moment I saw that it could be done, I was like, oh, okay I'm gonna like I said like when I was in Tribeca I saw filmmakers my age and they were like some of them are like different races and stuff so I hadn't hit these glass ceilings yet like mm. I remember I was like 23 24 so the world was still open to me in my mind mm. so the moment I saw that people my age were making films because I thought you had to be a lot older to direct for sure I was like oh shit okay I'm gonna make a film all right cool Nothing in my mind said, oh, but, you know, it's going to be really hard at all. Even I was now, which would have been a, a terrible mistake, I was going to produce. And it was Tam that said, oh, no, I'll produce you. You should you direct. Okay. I was like, okay, cool. I, I didn't really know what that was, but 
I watched a lot of behind the scenes stuff on my, do you remember DVDs had the featurettes and stuff? Yes. That was like my, remember that? That was my practical film school was that. Okay. So I watched loads of those, then directed tight jeans. Like naivety could be a beautiful thing. I think I was blessed to have that because at 23, 24, it never occurred to me that what I would suffer through later was ever going to happen at all. I was just like, this is what filmmaking is. This is what I'm going to do. Great. And making my short films wasn't that difficult, if I'm going to be honest. Like I applied for things, I got it. Mm -hmm. And then I made the short films. It's when I wanted to make a feature that the reality of this industry hit. And it hit me hard because, like I said, when I made my short films, making the short, I mean, those are difficult because you're broke, you know, you're not making any money or anything. But but th that was like private stuff in, ter in terms yeah. of making the movies and stuff. It was fine. But when gone too far, I was, that hit me like a ton of bricks. I couldn't believe the difference. Correct me if I'm wrong. Gone Too Far, was it the second, were you the second British black woman to ever have a film in the cinema after Amara Sante? Who was, so, oh, Ngozi had had hers. Ngozi, Amara, and then myself. So Ngozi yeah. for Welcome to the Terror Dome. Correct. Then Amara Asante for A Way of Life. Correct. Which she won a BAFTA for, and then you. That's what I've been told. Yeah, that's as far as I know. And then I think now it's Claire. Debbie Tucker Green. Oh, shame. Yeah, Debbie Tucker Green. It was the one with Idris. Um, second coming. Yeah. I, yeah, I believe that was. Yeah, it did. I that did. That, that did. made Debbie fourth. I think Campbell X. I think. Didn't oh, she's um, to... Stud Life. I think that was in the cinema as well. I'm just going to give a shout out to Campbell X anyway. Yeah, for, really like, for sure. I like them. I lost my train of thought because I was just thinking about, wow, it's like five, mm. six of you guys. But I mean, it's still not enough. It's I mean, still it's not ridiculous. enough. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I mean, but so gone too far. Who knew that there was so much struggle behind it? So what was the jump between, okay, everything's bright and breezy, cover girl, with, mm. um, your, short <laughs> film, with your short film success and going to Tribeca and having all that time, <laughs> fun. Um, but then, first of all, how did you meet Bola? And then, because I had seen Gone Too Far when it was a stage play. Same. And I guess, why was it so difficult to get it off the ground? When I was doing a coming up, Bradley Quirk at the UK Film Council, which doesn't exist anymore, at least with that title, had seen my short films and sent me the script for Gone Too Far. He just literally asked me to read it. He didn't say it was like, oh, you know, whatever. He just didn't read it. And then I read it and I was just like, oh, is this the play? Because I loved that play. I watched the play two years prior to this, to 2010, which is when I received the script. Then I loved it. And then he was just like, would you want to make it? And I was just like, of course yeah. I would want to make it. <laughs> and then I met Bola because of that. Because then I met the producer, which is Christopher Grenier de Fer, And then I met Bola. Bola had a play on. Okay. I think it might have been off the end. So I met her at the theatre just before the play was going to go on. And it was an instant, it was click. an instant click. And we became a team. I remember the producer was suggesting something for the script and both of us we just <laughs> met. It's like 10 minutes in, we were like, nah, that's not how I can go. Because <laughs> da, 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 da. So she was like, yeah, yeah. And we were just like, yeah, because that that the character has to be, it was just yeah, magic. Synergy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's been magic ever since. So that's how that got off the ground. The reason why it was difficult to make was because it was, I still don't know to this day. I imagine it had a an impact, but the fact that, you know, two black women behind it probably didn't help matters. Mm. But I think the biggest issue was that it was a majority black cast. 
Okay. And so there was this idea that it would never sell. Okay. And not only is it a majority black cast, but it didn't fit the narrative that had been formed at around that time, 2010, 2011, that sort of gritty, grimy sort of hood stories. And hood stories are great and everything, but there are other stories that happen in some of these areas that yes. people were confused about. It was just like, well, where's the stabbings? Where's this? Where's that? You know, <laughs> those were a lot of the notes that we would get back. Did you actually get notes and, saying where's the stabbing? Hilarious. Yeah, no, some no. It was, it was, um, I don't understand why the Nigerian brother, so Ikudaisi, doesn't want to kill his British brother, doesn't wow. want to stab his British brother. Like, wouldn't he be really, really angry? Like, I don't get it. And that was a real note by an industry official. So after that, me and Bola were like, look, this is uh, <laughs> this is not gonna, you know. And then and then other notes were um, we did a read through. One of the notes were. And there's so much talk about race. They talk about race a lot. Like, maybe that should uh, not be in it. And then one of them was, basically, we had like three bullet points put to us for the film to get made. I can't remember the other two because the other two... Oh, no, one of them was like, there should be a party at the end. <laughs> I don't know why there should be a party at the end. So I was just like, I don't get it, but okay. <laughs> and then, but the third one was, um, they should take out the explicit debates about race. And that's when me and Bola were like, fuck off. Yeah. And that was it. That was the end of that journey, we thought. So we were just like, fuck it. If it's gone too far, it's meant to get made, it will get made. Because mm. we did, what I'm speeding through, we've gone too far, was like three years for me and five years for Bola. Wow. So it's just like just trying to get people to actually understand the fucking thing. So by the time it did get made, Chris Collins, who sadly passed away, was at the reading and his notes were, I don't understand why this isn't being made. And he worked at the BFI. Ben Roberts was new at the BFI at the time. Mm. And he championed that film. Like he was, if it weren't for Chris Collins, we wouldn't have made Gone Too Far. So he took it to BFI. I had a meeting with Ben Roberts and Lizzie Frankie and Chris mm. Collins. And Ben Roberts was just like, oh, I really, I really love this, you know? And I was like, what do you mean? And he was just like, oh, I really loved it. I was just like, what, you read it? Like, and he was like, yeah, well, of course I read it. You know what I mean? And I was like, what? And you understood it. And that's when he looked at me confused. Because oh, wow. he was just like, well, what's not to understand? Mm. Um, and then he went, um, I think you guys should make it. You should make it in October. I think this was like June or July. I was like, what? And then I glazed over. I've told this story so many times, so I apologize if you heard it. But I just don't remember what else happened in that meeting. Oh. And Christopher, who was the producer, took over the meeting. And I just blacked out. And then I remember being outside of the building after that. I don't remember like leaving. And Christopher was so happy, you know, it's like, we're going to make a film. And I just didn't buy it. I behaved like I was prepping a feature as practice okay. because I was sure they were going to pull it. I was sure of it. So I'm getting all these HODs. I'm getting all of these people. I'm like, it's going to be such a shame and this falls through. And then me and Bola get this meeting, you know, this email or something to come and meet at the BFI and so we thought well this is it and then there was like chocolates on the table <laughs> lint chocolate and it's Lizzie Frankie and she was just like I'm so excited for October 22nd and me like a dickhead went what's happening on October 22nd <laughs> and then she looked so confused and worried I'll never forget it she was like well you, that's the first day of the shoot like a shooting and I was like oh no yeah of course of course of course you know but I'm just like oh Ooh. it's happening do you know mm. what I mean and I remember just how elated me and Bola was after that day. 
then we finally made the film and then the rest is his story so like speaking of you and bola like i feel like um in the industry there's directors who have people that they just kind of click with and work on multiple projects so you've got i don't know uh ryan coogler michael b jordan uh right scorsese and de niro wes anderson and anybody white um <laughs> you and bola's relationship it, st- it started on gone too far and you guys have you guys continued making projects and do you have you got more projects in the future it's funny because we're can like Bola's my sister. Yeah. So, but getting things off the ground, it's not, yeah. it's really, really hard. It's really hard. We've tried to find projects to work together on. And me and Bola were the same, but we're different. Mm. There are some things that I'm like, I'll be into or she'll be into. And it's like, oh, I don't, I'm not sure if we quite match on, on, on that project, but maybe on this one or maybe on that one. But we've tried. There was one that we tried to, get off the ground for tap like Bola was writing that and but the industry messes you around and mm-hmm. after a while it gets to a point where it's like even for me I was like okay I can't just stick to the whole film thing in the UK because films for anyone even if you're a white man like getting films made in the UK is extremely difficult mm. so for me it was just going to be like I and I love being on set so I just thought television is going to have to be one of the things that I do and television was changing. So it was becoming more cinematic. It was the stories in TV were like more engrossing than the ones that I was watching when I was going to the cinema. So it's like, I want to see what this life is, what this world is. And also I want to pay some bills. So I just wanted to be like, let me see what this is. It took a while to get into TV because I didn't, this is the thing about me and, and Bola actually, is that our route wasn't necessarily the traditional one we really did take the long route I won't speak for Bola I don't think she does but for myself I don't regret it at all Mm. but there are routes to television you're supposed to start with certain shows first and then go up and go up but I didn't want to do those shows not because they're bad but because I want to work on shows that I completely understand yeah for me to direct it so it took longer and the same chances they give to like young men particularly young white men like, oh my days, he just made this 30 second commercial. So let's give him a full part. That doesn't happen <laughs> yeah. to us. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't, you, we have to cross every T, we got to dot every I. And even mm. then you're doubted. So it inevitably took a little longer. But when I did get that break, which was Silent Witness, I managed just to kind of keep going. So you're saying that it's difficult to get a feature off the ground and then to mm. pay your bills and keep your sanity, probably. You, yeah. you actively th- made a decision, I'm going to go into TV because it's another, at least I get to hone my craft and stuff like that. I keep That's sharp correct. and active. That's exactly it. But you know, even in that in that time of anger and frustration, how did you have the tenacity or the like the confidence to then maybe say, I'm going to hold out. I'm not going to do doctors. I'm not going to do extenders. I'm not going to do casualty. I'm going to wait for silent witness or something that suits me rather than me running and chasing the path that maybe make it a little bit easier, but might not because it also isn't necessarily fruitful for us anyway, regardless of what Mm. you do. There was a moment of weakness when I was like, maybe because everyone was saying that you can't do this. Like you've got to do your hobby. You've got to do your Mm. casualty. From peers to industry was telling me that. And so it got to a point where you're so broke. Like, you know those ones where you're still in your teenage bedroom. Yes. You can't go out to Nando's <laughs> to, like, with your friends. There was a reunion I had to sell some jewellery to get the money wow. so that I could go to Nando's with a couple of friends. Because this one, I really wanted to see my friends. I hadn't seen them for ages. 
And I was, t- I couldn't keep asking my mum for money. Like there's just, there's no shame in that. But yeah. for me, I just thought this ain't how it's supposed to be. I'm supposed to be giving my mum money. You yeah, know? for sure. So there was a moment where I just thought, let me just ask my agent. Let me, you know, what my agent at the time, I remember was like, should I, should I? And she was just like, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to make my film because I wanted to make my next film at that point. This is early before television became. How it is and now. she was like, then make your film. So I was like, okay, let me hold out. Let me hold out a bit more. Then I got more and more broke, more and more bills, more and more in debt. You know what I mean? More and more ba- bailiff letters, whatever. Like, mm. and so I was like, okay, this doesn't work. Though I do remember there was one meeting, I think a friend of mine, she was just like, I can get you a meeting for like Holby. And I was like, I, I don't think I want to do that. You know, I liked her, I trusted her. And I did get the meeting, but I was like, I can apologize now in advance if they ever hear this. <laughs> because my just my spirit just wasn't there. Like I just wasn't myself at all. Yeah. I think they could tell that there's a lot of push and pull there for me. Cause I was just like, I there's nothing wrong with that show. It's these are great shows. But I just wouldn't know how to direct them. I just don't know. That's not how I see the world. So after that one meeting, I was like, I'm not doing this to myself again. Oh, yeah. And then I was just like, you know, I'll just go to the States. Okay. So I went to America and tried to get an agent. I did get an agent out there. But the heartbreaking thing was when I went over there, they were like, oh, to do TV here, you need to have done TV in the UK. And it was like this chicken and egg thing. So it was like. I can't get television in there. The table I want to do, I can't get it over there. So I came home a bit, you know, I had signed with an agent, which is cool, but I was still a bit deflated. It was like almost a year before I got Silent Witness and I, all credit to them because the two producers, it was like Kieran and Richard, I think. Richard, yeah, which is stoked. It was the first meeting I was in where they regarded me as a director. Wow. I didn't feel like I was being sized up. Can she do it? And would she be able to do it? Like, because every black and brown filmmaker knows what that feeling is. It's yeah. hard to describe, but you know it when it's there. Yeah. And they just looked at me. They were asking me questions as a director. So I was like, oh, okay, that's new. <laughs> and then I got the job and from, from there. But I, it was hard to hold out. It wasn't like, yeah, I'm going to be... I was crying a lot. Like I was like, I can't pay my bills. Like, yeah, you know, it was, yeah. it, it was tough. It wasn't, you know, there's this whole ideology of like the strong black woman, but we're vulnerable and this shit hurts, man. Yeah. It hurt a lot. But I was like, look, if I, let me just keep holding out, keep holding out, keep holding out because the alternative will hurt as well. So that's basically <laughs> what I managed to do, man. It was just hard. Have you been holding out now? Like, do you hold out even more now that you've got? Oh, absolutely. Now, of course. Yeah. Because yeah, I... you're big in the game. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> no. No. But now I've got more. Let's just say I've got more options. Power. You know? Say it with I your know. chest. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what it was? I think after I did Silent Witness, I knew that the payoff was worth it. Sure. So it was like, oh, I can say no to things. Every time I said no to something, something better has come along. That's the blessing of it. That's how this all works works at least for myself so I'm very very blessed in that regard so it just gave me confidence enough to say no even before I had what we like to call power I I don't even know if I've got power now you know (laughs) what I mean but I have power over myself and my journey and what I choose to do I have power over that and I my mental health is the most important thing to me but you know filmmaking it, it takes from you yeah but when you love what you do, it gives something back. Sure. If you don't mm-hmm. enjoy what you're doing, it only takes. And I just don't got time for that. I don't have the energy for that. I'm not in my 20s anymore. Yeah. So for me, it's like, it's got to be, I heard this phrase once, it's got to be a hell yes or a no. Yeah. 
And that's literally how I navigate my career. It's got to be that. It's got to be something I'm like, oh, my days, this would be dope. Otherwise, I can, I can hold out. Those are Oprah bars from the most powerful woman in um, British black film industry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Seriously, I am not. I have options because I choose to do what I want to do, basically. Okay, so what's the worst no you've ever had? Bit worst dark. no I've ever had? As in the rejection? I mean, hold on, what did you say, Leon? So that was a bit dark. Just but that... There was like no transition. <laughs> I'm just stuck on a, do you mean the worst rejection I've ever had? Just the worst no. It can be no for anything. It can be the worst no in your personal oh, life or the worst no. Whatever that affects you the no, most. I, and I want rejection now. Okay, wow. Leon wants rejection. We're he in wants, the dark section. So he wants to get in, in your feelings. No, no, no. I'm trying to think now. The worst no. The, a no that made me feel bad or a no that was like... I don't know. Like, I know that impacted you in a way that's like, oh, shit, life is over. Kind of no. Or Oh, uh, gone too far. Okay, okay, okay. Gone too far, for sure. But the thing is, that wasn't a no. Like, we said no. <laughs> but it yeah. impacted. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I felt like we were getting, like, incremental no's. No's, yeah. Think? Because we were. Like, a lot of people were like, no, because, no, because. And those were, that was, like, the darkest moment of my career. Because that was when I was like, I was on the phone to my brother and stuff. I was like, I don't, these people, you know, crying. These people don't want us to make our film. Mm. And I don't know why. Like, I don't, they're stopping us, actively stopping us. And that was a hard lesson to learn because my brother was like, you know, you knew this was going to happen. You know what this industry is and who it's made up of. This was always going to happen. You just have to power through. And so that was the darkest no, because it was many. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, just yeah. one it was it was a lot of that was a period of just rejection what's been the most rewarding yes uh they're all rewarding in like every time i get a job it's kind of like oh wicked <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean it's, it's like, okay, what's that? Okay, that's, maybe silent witness you know because that was the one that was like nobody is letting me in nobody is letting me into this new frontier of prestige television nobody is letting me in yeah and so once that door opened i was like wonderful Mm. And Danny in the Human Zoo. When I got the yes for that, I was like, oh my day. And it was two days before Christmas, I think I oh. got the yes for that. Oh, wow. So I was just like, oh my days. And that film, I tell you, that was one of the best filming experiences of my life. Everyone was so joyous and so nice and so warm. Mm. And we shot in the summer. The actors were phenomenal. Mm -hmm. The crew was phenomenal. It was beautiful. Um, Lenny, incredible script that he wrote um, and a, a, quite a wonderful, wonderful human being as well. It was just just one of the best, best filming experiences of my career, for sure, man. It was because I think just because there was no, it was just smooth. Yeah. For me, anyway, crew members might be like, what's she talking about? It's so hard, you know what I mean? It's like, but for me, that's how it felt. As the powerful director. <laughs> But um, I remember, I think I spoke to you guys around that time of Danny and the Human Zoo. So I remember that I think going to a screening and talking and hearing the cast and crew talk. And it was, it, yeah, I felt the vibes. It was good and quite inspiring. So I guess, you know, you, you worked on a little, maybe lesser known show called End of the Effing World, I think it's called. Never, never heard of it. I'm not sure if, you know, some small, small, small BAFTA winning. Yeah. Maybe series. I think so. I can't Did it win a BAFTA? I think so. I can't remember though. I, I don't um, know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Was it even good? Can't even remember. I can't to be remember. You know? like, anyway, so you worked on that show. Yeah. 
was that? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> but obviously the massive, massive end of the fucking world. Great um, show, great show. Go on. You, well, I, you should ask this question because you've been, he was on set. Oh yeah, I got to be on set for that. That was cool. Such a show off. Oh yeah, you were. I was, yeah. And we shot the, I say we, they sh- uh, shot the- uh, Getting claiming credit. Know, Gonna add that to your CV now, isn't it? Just for being on set. Um, <laughs> the castle scene. I remember there was a scene in the castle where you had to shoot a toilet scene in the castle. So it was like the toilet of where the... Oh, fuck. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, we did. And when you said castle scene, I was just like, what? What? There's no castle, castle scene, castle? but yeah, yeah you had to shoot a toilet in a castle, but the toilet was for a, a pharmacy, right? That's correct. Good memory. Very good memory. Yeah. And I remember it was limited time to shoot it, but you were so calm because you'd kind of been through this type of thing before. And I remember you were saying that um, working even in a digital space where it's like you just got to get things and go real quickly kind of enabled you to go through this process quite mm. easily. So do you feel working in a digital space when you were doing stuff um, online and just shorter films and indie stuff was like really helped you in this more commercial space? Where... Yeah, without a doubt, without yeah. a doubt. I This idea that it's weird when, because there's this thing where people look at like, they look at the budgets of things. Yeah. yeah. So if you've done like a little low budget film mm-hmm. or something, and then there's a film that's a big budget. They're like, oh, but can they handle a big budget? And I've always found that weird because I'm like, if you can make a film of shekels, mm-hmm. a blockbuster movie is nothing. That's a holiday. Exactly. Like it's smooth. Mm-hmm. It's like there's catering, like yeah. nice catering. <laughs> it's like it's smooth. You know, when you're working on low budget stuff and you know you've only got five minutes to get this, you know, really beautiful scene, but you've got to get it without panicking the actor yeah you know because if they're thinking about that it's gonna affect the performance then working on something with like millions is that's a treat man it's it's nothing i think working on low budget stuff is the perfect film school that's the only way to do it Mm. in my opinion to really do it so i would say that really helped because at the end of the day i think i learned early on that I'm not going to leave without getting the scene. I know I'm going to get the scene. So with that in mind, panicking is going to make it so that I don't get the scene. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's just, that's why I can't stand when people panic around me. It's like the <laughs> fuck, like I don't like, st- I'm like my mother. Nobody likes stress, but when it comes to, my mom can't, that was one of her bars. Do you know what I mean? Don't you people try to cause me stress. You know what I mean? Like, and I, the older I get, the more I realize, oh shit, I really know what she was talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just relax. Like we're going to get the scene. Just don't panic. And I'm still trying to find, because often I'll be on set and I'm a, there are people that you realize are panickers. And that really just fucking, that nothing drives me more mad. I told you the best thing about shooting the end of the fucking world. What that was with the actors. Okay. Mm. It was the actors. It was it was Alex Lawther. It was Jessica Barden. It was the Naomi Aki. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It was like first off, they're very very professional, but second of all, it was an it was just a privilege to watch them work. Like they take direction so well, mm. and sometimes you find like when you come on a show where the characters are established, you worry that they'll be like, my character wouldn't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. There was none of that at all first of all I was lucky because end of season two is so different from end of season one so the actors knew that their approach had to be slightly different yeah but working with them and having them not be like that and actually want to play with the characters it was incredible 
end of was a fucking difficult shoot. I'm not going to lie about that. Difficult how? Location or just? Uh, difficult because it's cold. First off, it was really, yeah, really cold. Man, You're working with budgets that are not exponential. You know, exponential, you know, they're not, it's not a substantial amount of money. Okay. Um, so that limits you sometimes. You're working on, you know, TV schedules in general are just very, very tight, like very tight. But we managed, you know, there were times where it was just like, oh, this is not going to. And this is where Charlie comes in, because Charlie Cavell, Cavell was, was and is the writer of Endor. And wherever she could help, she would want to help. Okay. So it'd be like, you see this massive scene you have here? We're not going to get to do that. So we have to say what it is that you want to say, but in a more succinct fashion. And often what she would write would be better. One mm. of my favorite scenes came out of that. And it's better than what she originally wrote was great, but this had more heart to it. So mm. that's the beauty of like filmmaking. Because Endo felt like I was we were making a film. Mm. It didn't feel like the way TV tends to feel. And I'm, I think that's because I was taking the last four episodes home and I knew that that was going to be the end whereas sometimes if you're doing a middle block of like a 10 part something you're just in the middle somewhere so you don't feel like you're taking it home or you're starting it so that's a different type of journey a different type of joy a different type of experience but this one felt slightly different so you you know it was important so it was so it was hard but I'm really proud of the work you have to be proud, and it we did win a little BAFTA after all. But in 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 all of that, then you were really really vocal in the support of Dominic Buchanan, who was a producer on um, End of the Fucking World, and you were vocal about in, in supporting him, who when he rightly challenged them for not awarding him as a co-producer and yourself. Do you say you're a BAFTA winner with your chest, or do you feel a bit like it's not as clear cut because of the situation around it? At first, you know, when we won, I didn't know that that was going down. So mm. I, it was at my understanding. I just thought that the execs would get the awards and the rest of us just get to bathe in the fact that we'd won a BAFTA. Mm -hmm. It was only when um, Dominic sent me his letter that I realised, oh, integral people are going to get an award. And me and Dominic, who I would say were pretty integral in the <laughs> making of the show. Just a bit. <laughs> were not just a little bit. We're not going to. And so I was like, what? So when he, you know, let that out into the world, I was very supportive because I know what we went through during the making of that show. It was more of a personal thing, really. The rules of BAFTA and the way that they award people, it needed to change a decade ago. Yeah, I don't sure. know why it's been so slow. But on a personal level, just the, the amount of work that we did, and speaking for myself, I did, I just thought that doesn't feel right at all. And then optically, yeah, because me and Dominic, there were two other brown people on that entire show. Mm. So there's four in total. Mm -hmm. And so opt optically, it was just like, wait a minute. Like that, again, it just felt wrong and weird. But then I wasn't really saying that I was a bastard winner with my whole chest, but they changed the rules. And I've got to thank everybody because so many people came out and was like, you know, getting on to BAFTA about like, what's going on? You know, mm. all of these um, other filmmakers and, and people that just love film in general. It was, and I think because of the noise that they made, 
have to change their rules. So me and me and Dominic will now get our BAFTAs. But Ooh. amazing. Um, yeah, which is cool. But it's just a shame it had to happen like that. You yeah. Know? It's just a bit it's weird. But yeah, so are we BAFTA winners? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Might as yeah. well. Based on the knowledge that you have now, if you were given the chance to revisit the first thing you ever made, what changes would you make? And and None. if you had Oh no, let me add. And if you had infinite budget, <laughs> I know you're going to say none, but let me just add the bits. And if you had infinite budget, ideal cast, everything to your disposal. Oh, shush. Nothing. <laughs> Tight jeans was a joy to make, man. Yeah. I had so much. My mum cooked jollof rice for the. She's credit is as catering. You know oh, what I mean? She cooked jollof rice for everybody. <laughs> I wouldn't change that experience at all. That was a dreamer's experience. Mm. Like I was a. I still say I'm a dreamer, but maybe not as like, I don't know, blissful as I once was. Yeah. Um, but back then, I mean, the world was my worst. I'd never change anything. No. Ooh, get out of here, man. Okay. Cool. Is there a project out there that like you've seen over the years you've been watching film and television that you wish you made? Like you or you wish you directed? Yeah, man. I wish I could make an action film as dope as Speed. Okay. Mm. I wish I could make a sort of sci-fi, sort of a really cool teen movie, or not even teen, because it's just for everybody, as incredible as Back to the Future. Okay. Mm-hmm. I wish I could make a courtroom drama as riveting as A Few Good Men. Okay. Mm-hmm. I wish I could make a film as visceral as Do the Right Thing. Mm-hmm. I wish I could make a film as, I don't know, what's the, you know, I watched a film recently. It was made in, I think, 1952 called Sudden Fear. Okay. Mm-hmm. I believe it starred John Crawford. The ending of that film was magnificent. Beautiful. <laughs> wonderful. Follow through. There's not enough films for me that have follow through. Okay. I want to do films that have follow through. And that one did. So that inspired me because there's a film I'm working on that hopefully will have follow through and all of that. And then I watched Sudden Fear and I was like, it can be done. You know what I mean? It can be done. I wish I could make films and block films as beautifully as Hitchcock does Mm. in these movies, like Vertigo, especially. Okay, stop, stop. All of you industry, stop it. What is blocking? Don't do that, please. Make me feel like I don't know. You know when you just... The way that you block a scene, the way that you movement, like when um, people move in. No, a no, scene. no, 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 no. I come into your place and I've said, please, Sister Destiny, teach, teach me how to block. <laughs> teach me how to block. And you're gonna say, you know, when you just move. No, yeah, what is blocking? Like, <laughs> you tell that you, you know, you and the actor figure out where they're gonna stand okay, and you know where you. to put the camera and how you're gonna and what you're trying to say in that scene. Okay. Hitchcock is an easy pull, but he does really block in a way that's quite beautiful and simple. Actually, mm. I think we, sometimes we we run away from that. Because everyone wants to go like that shot, that shot, that shot, yeah, that yeah. shot. And then cut, 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 cut. But I think it depends on the genre that you're doing, to be honest. Because if you're building suspense, sometimes it, it pays to just take your time a little bit. Okay. And really focus on what it is that you're trying to focus on. And I think he was really good at that. And so some of those films would be... Uh, Vertigo is my favourite Hitchcock movie. I like all that other stuff, but Vertigo for me was the one. Because again, it's got follow through. So, Leon, you're nodding... Have you seen Vertigo though? Yeah. No, you haven't. I have. You haven't. I've seen a lot. He hasn't seen it. I've seen all of Hitchcock's films. 
You know, that's a lie. You must have seen Vertigo for sure. It's an easy one. It's all the other classics that I haven't seen. Like, I've, I've still got to catch up on a lot of the French New Wave and stuff. There's a couple yeah, of the songs of that era that I can jam with. And there's others where I'm like, fam, why are we still looking at grass? Like, I don't, I'm not made for this. I just don't, I'm not, I'm not, you know what I mean? Like the close yeah. up of a blade of grass is, it's not me. And, I, and that's fine. You don't have to pretend. That's another thing about this industry. Like you find so many filmmakers that are like, you know, my favorite film is like, you know, some obscure something. Yeah. yeah, wanna, yeah, wanna, yeah. Some obscure one. Just um, say it's house. Jurassic Park. You know it's Jurassic Park. <laughs> and why shouldn't it be Jurassic Park? Jurassic Park's one of my favorite films in the world. Yeah. Mm. It's like, don't be ashamed. There's a lot of snobbery. And I think there's a lot in this country in particular. There's a lot of snobbery towards the art form. That's yeah. weird. It's like comedy will be looked down upon. Drama will be, you know what I mean? It's like drama's like more um sort of respected, like, yeah respected and kind of it's weird yeah it's a this is a medium it's an art form it's like whatever the art form it's it's harder to do comedy than drama exactly. i'll say that yeah, first yeah. and foremost yeah it's really difficult to make comedy land everything has to align to make comedy land and that i wouldn't say that that is the truth for drama mm. you know mm-hmm. everything doesn't have to al- align for the drama to come through mm-hmm. everything has to the edit the actors the direction the block, blocking, everything does. It's really hard. And I, I find there's a lot of snobbery. And so I find that some filmmakers feel like they have to have watched everything. You don't, just know what you like. Yeah. And, but most importantly, know what you don't like. Mm-hmm. If you know what you don't like, then you you can propel and do the things that you want to do. So you know what? You just kind of answered the last question, but you want to watch the second to last question. What are you watching right now? I recently watched The Queen's Gambit. Mm. What do you think? Netflix. I'm halfway through that. I really enjoyed it. Okay. I'm surprised that I enjoyed it. Akua's like, no, I didn't. No, no, no. I, do you know what it is? I've been busy. I've got things to do. But I've only got through the half, halfway of the first episode. I haven't... Oh, wow. It hasn't yeah. hit yeah. me. Yeah. Once you're in... Yeah. Because it's funny. My brother said, well, I had no interest in watching it. My brother was just like, I've really enjoyed it, you know? So, and we've got similar taste. So I watched it and I was literally watching it like that. Just letting <laughs> it kind of wash over. And then I got halfway through it. I went to bed and I was wired. Yeah. Like I couldn't go to bed. So I was like, I, thought, I think I've got to finish it. Mm. So I didn't go to bed. I just watched it all throughout the night. And I, at the end of it, it's one of those slow burns. It's one of those ones where when it ends, you're going, hey, that was good, man. Okay. And as the days go on, it's like, I'm still thinking about this shot. Like it's it stayed. Okay. And it got, it's now to the point where I'm like, I think I loved that show. Like it was really... Good. And it made, do you know what I really liked about that show? It made a lot of decisions because there's, a, you know, there's this black girl in it, a phenomenal actress. I think her name is Moses. And I thought she was going to be like the magical Negro yeah. or like the kind of ratchet, whatever. But the actress, so the actor's very intelligent in their, in her approach. And the, the writing of her was clever. I, I really thought they were going to do something dark with her. They didn't. Mm. There's a mother character in here. I thought they were going to do something dark with it. They subverted it. Yeah. They subverted all of these things that you just thought you were they were going yeah. to do and they didn't. And I just thought, how if that's really refreshing? Because that just never, that doesn't happen a lot. Not for me. And I'm watching a lot of classics. I've just gone back to the classics. That's why I was watched Sudden Fear. I watched A Kiss Before Dying. That was okay. the last one I watched. 
it's, it's good. It's a good one. Some shocking moments in that. I didn't see it come. Don't read this a lot. I don't, I watch films clean. Yeah, me too. I don't watch what the, so I didn't know what was going to happen. So I was quite, just quite, there's a scene in it that shocks the shit out of me. Yeah, so those are the ones that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Cool. Okay, last one. How do you even write this? You, okay. What was your problem? Nothing, go, 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 go. Mm. (laughs) All right, so there is an image of you. It's possibly in black and white. Oh, okay. You're looking pensive. Yes, intelligent. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then there's a quote that comes with it. It's a special quote that you you said. What's that quote? What's your knowledge for the gram? What is what is your Confucius quote? What is your what's the quote that people know you by? Are you asking me in theory or in reality? In like reality. Wait, you're like your mantra, your what's go-to. Your mantra? What's your what's the quote? That's what's the thing that people be like? Yeah, destiny, da 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 da. Destiny, ak- ak- I always say Akaraga, but I know it's not. Akaraga, 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 man, Akaraga, fake Akaraga. Akaraga's how the English people say it. Is that okay? I'm English, no. Fake Akaraga. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's I'm not really English. Get out of here, man. But yes, yeah, so what's your quote? I think originally when I first started, I, I put something like, yeah, just in, I think I, I think the first thing I wrote was like just an independent filmmaker. This is when Twitter just first. So that's why it's it's dead. But it was like, I think it was a, I'm an independent filmmaker just trying to do a thing. But I would say that that's still true. Like, okay. like 10 years later or something, I'm just really just trying to. Trying just trying thing. to do what I want to do I yeah. think that's the most or, or I don't know in reality it's just I'm just someone that as long as there's snacks <laughs> I prefer I like that, that one. <laughs> as long as there's snacks yeah that's pretty much that's <laughs> that's that be the more honest one as long as there's snacks it's fine that's the one fine. I like that that's my favorite one yeah 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 <laughs> as long as there's snacks as long as there's snacks yeah man love that just gonna quickly apologize in advance because we're gonna play a game it's the the worst game ever it's not it's actually a fantastic game i made it up that's why he's hating because this game is legendary just saying (laughs) leon's face is like (laughs) we'll see i want to see the edit of like when people are really excited at the beginning then when they're actually playing the game we'll see how everyone's mood changes and switches but it doesn't matter it's a fantastic phenomenal game it's so fantastic it doesn't have a real name it's called name this tv show slash movie thing game oh that sounds like fun yeah exactly it sounds, it sounds it. Hey, so that sounds like fun. As I said in brackets, it is lighthearted, silly, and fun. Um, so basically, what we do is give you we're going to give you five film or TV show things, and we're going to make you guess what they are through some clues that we give you. So, clue one, <clears throat> worth four points, we'll give you a couple of odd words from the title, or we might give you a syllable depending on how. We might think it's too easy. So we'll give you a syllable or a few odd words. And then clue two, worth three points, we give you the amount of words in the title of the thing. Clue three, we'll give you one word to describe the thing, and that's worth two points. And clue four, when you really haven't got it, then we'll give you a description of one of the characters, and that's worth one point. You are allowed to phone a friend, which is Leon, right here. Okay. And, and he gets into traitor mode, because he's supposed to be on my side, but somehow he's helping okay. you <laughs> lot. I think that's it, really. So we're just going to get into it. I really believe... That, what's the theme? What's the theme? Oh yeah, the theme, the theme, the theme, the theme. For you, we're doing British projects directed. What are we doing? We're doing projects that have been directed by black British female directors. All right. Okay. Oh, f- 
Okay. So, oh, is he gonna? Well, no, no, <laughs> not necessarily. You're not, not necessarily. This is a really great and Actually, easy game. Then again, a queer's done the clue, so you might. <laughs> don't. No, this is your one. Don't try it. So the first True. one, I'll go first. You've got five to get through. The first one, the first clue I'm going to give you is A. A word in the title is A. What? <laughs> Listen, he stay on board. Stay with me. The word that we wait. <laughs> <laughs> So this is a project. Okay, no, go back. Okay, so this is what I'm. I'm, I'm doing a film <laughs> or a TV project, right? All of them have been directed by British black women. They might, might, they might not have be British black projects, but they've been directed by British black women, right? Right. And now, one of this is one of the this is one of the projects, and um, the first. Clue, and it's, this is the title of the project. The yeah. title, but we're giving we we give you words from the title, not the full title, obviously. You can't give. A. I can, I can, and I have. Is it a way of no. A. Mm-hmm. Black female. Yes. Mm-hmm. British. Director. And it's a, it's a, it could be a TV show or, or a, a film. film. So obviously it might be a show where she's only directed one or two Okay, episodes. can you just stop giving more clues right, away right, quickly? Cool. Let's go. A. Yes. Uh, it's really easy. <laughs> it's not a way of life. Okay. Uh, can I? You have to tell me if it's film or television. Okay, it's TV. Do you want the next clue? Definitely that. Yeah, clue. go on. Okay. There are five words in the title. It's a TV show. Yeah. Yep. There are five Directed words. by a black woman. Yeah. And, and there are five five words in the title. And one of those begins, words and is it, and then doesn't I didn't say it begins with A, I just said A is in the title. Fam, come on. Okura, you're taking the piss, bro. You can't do that. You're taking the piss. No, seriously, I don't want to be attacked about this brilliant game. I but feel like... Before and after, I told you. Before and after. Look, look now. Can we just get through it, please? We haven't got much time. I really don't need to be challenged about this wonderful game. Thanks. That is... You can't be serious. This is... Do you want your third clue? Because you, you just... Do the third clue. Because the first two are not clues, fam. Is that Wait, wait till you hear the third clue, bro. The third clue is a word that gives you a vibe about what the thing is about. And I'd say historical. It's... Um... Yeah, she's got it. She's got it. Look at this. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> but is it... What's the one with Kate Blanchett? Is it that one? I mean, do you want me to say yes to that random question? No, the one with um, American something in America. No, it's not that. Oh, it's not that. No. It's, and it's British. It's British, yeah? It doesn't have to be British, but this is this one is particularly British. It's what? not I made this story. Because that doesn't have a an A in, in the word, in the title, Destiny. Um, British. Five words. Historical. A is Historical. in the title. Do you want the fourth clue? Oh, I know what it is. What? Mm. Is it a long... What's that? No. Oh. <laughs> it's not the one that Mahalia did. Who? Mahalia. Bella. Pardon? A long... What's it? A long... Pardon? Come again? Do you want to phone a what's friend that? before you really run out of clues? Oh, I give up. I give up. What is it? No, you got a fourth clue. you got one more clue and then you have the option to phone a friend. The fourth clue... This is a description of one of the characters in this series. Okay. A woman recounts her experiences after a long journey. Yes, it's a long, um, it's the slavery one. No, it's not that one. Oh. And also that does not have five words in the title. After a long journey. Do you want to call a friend? I think you oh, need then. to. Yeah, call a friend. Go on, Leon. I believe, I could be wrong actually. <laughs> You're not wrong. I believe that you directed an episode of this. Are you joking? <laughs> <laughs> 
Are you, you joking? You've actually run out of clues. To be fair, you've lost this round. No, you, because because you phoned a friend, friend afterwards. You're supposed to call a friend before you get to the last clue. Actually, Wait. you have lost this round. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Soon gone. A Windrush Chronicle. Are you joking? <laughs> you're actually joking. I mean, I don't know what your problem is. These are terrible clues. <laughs> no, they, <laughs> they are perfect. Round two. Let's go. All right. So this the next project. She's going to get this one. A word in the title is two. And it's a film or TV. You have to give me, even in charades, you've got to do that. Oh, gosh. Sure. I feel like, please, please, <laughs> please don't challenge rules. my rules. Film. My rules are my rules. Film or television, at least. <laughs> film. Directed by a black person or black woman. Black woman. Woman, yeah. British woman, black specifically. Woman, British. Black. Yeah. A film and it, and the word in the title is two. Mm-hmm. It's not welcome to the terror, though. No. no. It's gone too far. Yes. yes. Oh, for goodness sake, guys. <laughs> Don't put me in it. That's what I just You can't make it mean. It won't be Twice. you all the time. Don't worry. It won't be you all the time. And that was too easy, Leon. You needed one after the hard one, isn't it? Oh. So you have four. Okay, number on. three. <clears throat> this one's a little bit difficult. It's a um, syllable. We're going to give you a syllable because that's how we roll. So the syllable in this title is in. And this is film or TV? <sighs> Television. Television, okay. Syllable. Um. <laughs> I'm so upset about this, but also gleeful. What do you mean the syllable is in? Syllable is like... It's cause, yeah. Do you want to know the second clue? Why we're giving you a syllable? Yeah, do the second clue. The second clue is there's only one word in the title. So obviously we have to give you a syllable. <laughs> oh my God. It's really easy. One word in the title. Yes. And directed by a British black woman. An episode was directed by a British, British black woman. Yeah. And it's TV. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not me. No. no. Okay. Okay. Um, one word in the title. TV. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you want the third? Do you, want, no, you can phone a friend or you can get the third clue. Third clue. Third clue. The oh clue. Ab- Listen. Oh God, you're going to say it. Go ahead. The clue about the show. Is rapping. This is so easy. Rapping. Rapping? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I fear when you find out it's going to be... There's a TV show with rapping in it. I mean, yeah. If, yeah I mean... By that sentence, yeah. It's yes. True. Yeah. Thank you very much. Is it Youngers? If I mean, has yep. Youngers got the word, the syllable in? <laughs> in it? Oh, sorry. <laughs> you, I think you should call a friend. Call I'm, a friend. Okay, go Can on. I warn that friend? Listen. Because she's she's automatically going to think British. I didn't know. We've already explained explicitly that not everything is British out here. So. It... Oh, wait a minute. Wait. wait. Go on. Go on. So if it's not British. Oh, my God. The syllable is in. That don't even make sense to me. It is perfectly fine. HBO. How many syllables does the word have? Okay. That's an extra, extra Sorry? clue. Three. Oh, but three. that's a better. Three, three, three syllables has three. There you go. So how can a syllable? You, that's um. So maybe it's um. HBO. Listen. Atlantic. All right, call a friend. Go on. Oh my god, he's already been leaving clues. It is an American series on HBO and Sky Atlantic. How many clues are you gonna give, Leon? It how? It's had four seasons. It is currently in the horizon for its fifth season, and it is black. Blackity top boy. Okay, <laughs> one word and in three syllables. Where did you get top boy, sister? I don't know. I can't. 
Because um, I've literally just got through the shows. Issa Rae. Oh my god. Oh, insecure. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We're we're so finished with the circle. The circle is done from today. Cecil Amico directed one of the episodes. Oh my god. Okay. Guys, this is a terrible game. I told you. I told you. No, it is not. It's a good game, but I told you. You're you're ready now. This one's easy, really simple, easy. And is the word in the title. (laughs) And listen. I swear to God. <clears throat> and let's go, let's go. <laughs> and is the word in the title? Yeah. And mm-hmm. is it a TV or film? It's a. It's, it's a. T- it's a TV. It's, it's a, a screen. It's oh, a, to be fair. Yeah, it's a screen project, and it was a web series. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. That's a lot from me. A web series and is in the title, and you would know it. Web series and a pilot. Mm-hmm. A web series and a pilot. Yeah, man. A TV pilot. Yeah. They did that at least. So it didn't go to series. Um, it had no, not in. Why would I? You would. Why would I know? Because you it? would. Because you do, and you would. You would. And um, hold on. Oh, is it um the one with the guys? Mm-mm. No, definitely not. Oh, do you want the second clue? Yeah, go on. There are three words in the title. <laughs> Web series. Directed by a black woman. I love how you're taking this seriously. (laughs) I love because Destiny's actually taking it seriously. I I I love games, but this is (laughs) this is like the best game you've ever played. Thank you. I thank you. Thank you. It's gonna get copyrighted. This is there's gonna be a film like quiz show about this game. Okay, third clue. Third clue. Food is the clue. Food. A web series about food. Didn't say that. I just said food gives the vibe of the thing. Food. Oh, Aki and Swordfish. Yeah. Yes. Why am I clapping? I'm actually proud of you. No, that's wrong. Okay, well done. That's right. Is it, is it right? No, yeah. it's right. But I'm telling you, it's wrong for me to clap because I'm just... It's right. Oh, no, you're you're well, beating a... You're... Clap me, <laughs> I'm... One clap. So eight points. <laughs> the final, final one. Okay, go. <laughs> go for it. All right, cool. The word in this title is A. I swear, <laughs> Leon, you better pick another word before I just... If you get another you word, it'll be a, it will be a, a, a syllable. So you better stick with the A. Yeah, this is too easy after that. So A. Wait, what? How many words does it have? This is worse That's than a... Shira- like this. <laughs> Do you want to know if it's a film or a TV show? Yeah, film or TV. It is a film. A film directed by a black woman. Yes. British this is... or American. Hmm? What? She could she could be British or American. No, no she herself British. is British black, as we said at the oh, beginning British, of the rules. Okay, British black, as we say. <sighs> um, so okay, black British woman film, and it's got a in the title. Yes, well done, lovely. A, it's not a way of life. No, no. It's not Debbie's movie. N- no. It's not. I feel like you need to ask for other clues. Okay, ask for another clue. Okay. Which clue has she had? Oh, three. Oh, second clue is three words in the title. No, I got that clue already. Did you? Did you? How oh, is... no, maybe I didn't. Maybe it's just like the, all the others. <laughs> um... <laughs> I feel ultimate shade. <laughs> Don't insult my game. <laughs> yeah, there have been a couple of three words in the title. These are all Leon's ones, by the way. I had different ones. 
Different what? Clues okay, or different ones? Different ones. Oh, right, yeah. Three words in a title, a film, British black woman. Yes, really simple. Really, we've actually given it... Goodness. It's not... Oh, a United Kingdom? Oh, Correct. Yes. Oh. How many points has she got? All together. Uh... I think two is all I've got. No, you actually haven't. Uh, 11. That's quite a lot. 11? Yeah. yeah. How? Exactly. It's <laughs> very annoying. <laughs> I thought I had two points. No, no, you've actually you done well. You, you've you actually do well. done well. I'm hating. I've got to make these things harder. Yeah, she's kind of like... No, you don't. Because <laughs> that's not how I've got 11 points, man. I think she's sort of like making me win. People are trying it. Top half of the table. Yeah. I'm so mad. I'm going to work on this tonight and improve my difficulty levels. Okay, so quickly, just to wrap up. We have this thing called the process where we get you guys to tell a story and build upon a story. What we're not going to do because time is of the essence is give the backstory. We're just going to go from wherever our last guest took it. Okay, and this you is just fun. got you just got to build on it. So our last guest was okay. Tahira Sh- Sharif. Sorry, why am I messing up her name? I don't know. Tahira Sharif, right? Sorry, my bad. <laughs> yeah. So we had Tahira, and she took our story. Oh, we might need to give some backstory. A little bit. Yeah. Okay, this is the story as it stands. All right, so I think. I'm going to try and like remix it. I'm, okay, cool. See, Go on. But let me know if I'm right. Go on. So <clears throat> Angel Gabriel. Yes, that's it. Has come into this establishment with his wings. Mm-hmm. As he goes into this establishment, which is a strip club, his wings begin to deteriorate a little bit. But he is too mesmerized by the strippers and he gets taken by one stripper into a back room mm-hmm. where she has a friend called Red Label. A stripper name is Red Label. Red Label starts dancing for Gabriel. Yes. And as a result of that, his wings begin to deteriorate further. Let's get out of here. Yeah, it was good so, so far. So as she was whining on him, her, her wings started to grow. Because basically, for reasons unknown, that will become later clear. As the more she seduces Gabriel, the bigger her wings grow. When her wings are fully grown, she can get back to heaven where she's originally from. We didn't know that. But she's got to sacrifice Gabriel. Not kill him, but his angel power and wings and make him forget that he was ever a human. Because now, no, he was that he was ever an angel. Now he's just a dutty human. The little bit of backstory is there's some gods that are vexed. The, all the gods in the world are vexed up in the godlands. Um, the Greek gods, the African gods, all of them are vexed. And they're angry with the way the world is turned. So they've all come down to the, to, to the world to kind of sort the world out. However, I guess whenever they go to the world, their job or their mission kind of takes a detour because they succumb to... Humanly ways. Humanly ways. Ah, that's a good idea. So please take it on. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so um, so right now, Angel Gabriel is in a strip club. He's with Red Label. Mm-hmm. His wings are going and hers are growing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to go off the top of my head. It might not make no sense. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, so as Red Label winds and rithers over the chest of Angel Gabriel, mm-hmm. his wings finally shrivel as other Parts of his anatomy oh. harden. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> With the hardening of that anatomy, he becomes more and more human as Red Label becomes more and more ethereal. She lifts her legs off and around him and watches him as he looks at her mesmerized. My wings, he says. Ooh. You have my wings. No, she says. I have my wings. With that, she turns the corner and exits the room as Angel Gabriel sits on the floor, stunned, 
realizing what he has just given up was pleasure worth mm-hmm. this pain. Red Label leaves the establishment. She breathes in and then breathes out. This is the first breath of her new and godly presence on this here earth. Mm-hmm. She smiles and walks away. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> Any more? No, 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 I mean, fine. if you've got more, give us more. If you haven't, that's fine. We okay, can the next this person. is fun. Hold on. <laughs> oh, okay. As Red Label walks down the street with her newfound confidence and power, mm-hmm. she notices that a man is following her, her wings invisible to his lackluster human eyes. He follows this assumed vulnerable woman into an alleyway that she knowingly walks down. As he follows her and follows her, his footsteps become closer and closer Mm -hmm. to Red Label, but she doesn't run. In fact, she slows down. He keeps walking faster now, faster now. She slows down, slower now, slower now. He sees his opportunity and grabs her arm. She turns around, shocked, scared. He liked that fear in her eyes. He grabs her tight. She goes to scream, but he covers her mouth. And just then, just when he thinks that he has power over Red Label, her eyes glisten. They're glowing, he thinks. He moves his hand away. She's smiling. This is going wrong. She grabs his shoulders. He tries to move, but her strength, her impossible strength, he can't get away from. She then moves her hands up to his neck and watches as the life leaves his body. She opens her mouth and laughs (laughs) as he begins to choke and choke. He's so small, she thinks. This little man, he's so small. And as he dies, her wings become bigger and bigger and bigger. Once he's on the floor, dead now, she smiles to herself. I can get used to this. Oh. And walks away. The I like end. That. I like that. I think that's as far as I can go. That's perfect. Red label. She's going to fucking kill all the rapists. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she's going to do. It was dumb. You took very, it. Very Listen, Destiny went in the zone. It's, it's the next level now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's next level. I like it. Yeah, man. I'm excited. Well done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. Yes, we have to say goodbye. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for having really me. This has been jokes, man. <laughs> but a lovely sort of, anytime you want to do this again, hit me up because... For sure. For no, sure, this, for I mean, sure. let's put it this way, this is a long time coming. I've been trying to get you, but obviously schedules have been mad, isn't it? So this yeah, is, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad. Mad, but this is this has been live. Like, I've really enjoyed this, man. And Sick. these two are like this weird sort of little brother. Yeah. Older sister yeah, type yeah, of thing. Yeah. Only a little bit older. No, thank you, because I literally gonna draw back a bit because actually <laughs> but yes no for real thank you thank so, you so much. much we appreciate it thank you oh where can we Anytime. follow you find you do stuff oh uh to be honest i'm not i'm not big on social media to be real but i am i am on instagram and i am on twitter but i i'm really there I'm, i i apologize but um twitter is mad man i think I know, yeah. it scares me a little yeah, bit i hear you but it's Destiny. Oh, I want to say. Uh, oh, so, yeah. So Twitter is Destiny Films, I think. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you if you just type my name into Instagram because I can't remember my handle, you'll you'll find it. 
Okay, for the people out there, Auntie doesn't know everything. Just Google her name. And <laughs> <you'll get it. laughs> Thank you so much, sis. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot, Dee. Thank you, man.